Hi guys, my name is Ellie McSpadden and welcome back to the Ignite Podcast. On our first episode, I'm here with three wonderful guests. If y'all introduce yourself today. Hi, I'm Raina and I'm a sophomore here. Hi, I'm Ainsley. I'm a senior. Hi, I'm Mandy and I'm also a senior. We love them. Okay, so today (laughs) we're going to be talking about self-denial and also um, how that goes along with pride and humility in our lives. So first, what do y'all think self-denial is? Um, Well, I'd say self-denial is waking up every morning and just surrendering your day and your life to God and, um, you know, denying yourself. Yeah, I think it's going off of what Ainsley said, a lot of it is just like surrender and saying like, I'm not going to do like what I want to do. Like this is the Holy Spirit like living through me and like I'm going to say yes to what God is calling me to. And it really takes a lot of obedience and just following what you feel the Spirit leading you to do. And even when it's not fun. (laughs) Yeah, and I think self-denial is, it's in itself a very hard thing to do, and it's not a one-time thing. You have to, you have to do it on a daily basis, and actually like multiple times a day, just like constantly um, giving everything to God, and not giving in to your selfish ambitions. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I feel like in our society, they tell us that um, everything should always be about us, and Um, that we should just do whatever makes us happy. And honestly, like, the gospel in itself is completely opposite of that. And we need to be denying ourselves because we're so, we are so, like, bent to go to the pleasures of this world and um, to just find so many things other than God to satisfy us. But ultimately, like, I know people say all the time, but those things won't bring us satisfaction at all. And so we need to realize that, like, our life is not our own. It's the Lord's. And in denying ourselves, it's coming to Him in humility and saying we can't do it on our own. And I think that, like, that's so important for us to do daily um, because when we try and live a moment without Him, we're just, we're going to fail. Like, because that's just human nature and we cannot do anything without God. That's really good. But, yeah, how do you all think we actually like practically deny ourselves in our life because it's it's an easy concept like we're supposed to um take up our cross daily but like what does that look like um i'd say the first step would to be just um start every day and just continue every day in prayer and constantly um praying to god asking for him to um help take away um the selfish desires that we have and to give us the strength to not give in to um, things that the world tell us are what we need to be living our life for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that it is like praying in that moment, being like, God, like I'm I'm living for myself right now. Like take this desire away from me and instill desire to like glorify you and what I do um, like in me. I think that, yeah, I think sometimes, I think practically I find myself you know, caught up in what I want to do, what's going to benefit me the most. And like, that's the gospel is just different from that. The gospel is taking like the love and like salvation of Christ and giving it to other people and like serving others. And I think that denying ourselves means, you know, putting others first. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when I like wake up and I see my family, like, you know, you're tired, you're grumpy, you haven't had your coffee. And, they, you know, you can get annoyed. You can get 
frustrated in the morning. So I think that I've been working on this the past year is just allowing God to show love to my family. And mm-hmm. instead of like in the morning being grumpy and lashing out, which would be easy to do, just you know, having the love of God fulfill me and just cover my family and like for our conversations to be glorifying in the morning. And some of the best conversations I have with my family are over coffee, reading our Bibles in the morning. And I don't know, I think that's so important. I think, you know, kind of a side note is like, you know, this podcast is about Ignite and like igniting, you know, the gospel in our lives. And I think that you can't really like do that until you love your family and you're serving them first. So Mm -hmm. I guess the challenge is for y'all is to just deny yourselves in the mornings, but also serve your family first before you go to school because they're the people around you that need to be reminded of the gospel just as much as the people that you encounter all day long because I I just don't think that you can hear the gospel enough. And yeah, so that that's my two cents. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Wow. I feel like oftentimes people are wondering like why can't I feel God or like why do people why do I feel so distanced from God and and I I think part of it is we forget like we forget to deny ourselves and we're choosing to live for ourselves subconsciously and we're not going out and loving people like you were saying um with your family because um like the Lord tells us to go and make disciples and if we aren't doing that then we're not going to like quote-unquote, feel his presence. Our faith isn't a feeling, but, um, like, you know, feel like he's with us because we're not, like, doing his greatest commandment. Yeah, I think going off of what you said, then the Bible says, like, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I think a lot of times when I start to feel distant from God, then I need to, like, check my ways and, like, what am I doing? Because a lot of times it's not, like, God is distancing himself from me. A lot of times it's me that's making the distance between us. And I've been doing things and going my own way. And so I'm going off of his path. Mm -hmm. And he still pursues us and comes after us. But that's a lot of times why I don't feel as close to God. I was going to read Mark 8, 34 through 35. It says, Calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. So that verse is like really heavy. And at first it seems, well, it's totally contrary to what our society believes. Like Mm -hmm. to lose our life, that's crazy that like, why would a Christian want to like lose their life? And I guess going off of that, I kind of wanted to talk about like, how does self-denial actually bring us true joy in, like, surrendering our lives, even though that seems like some scary thing, um, like giving up control? And, yeah, that's really good. I put that verse in my notes. I think that that kind of um, almost the central truth about what self-denial is for Christians, I think that it's really important to, like, reflect back on that verse because it's just the very simple instructions of, you know, denying yourself, taking up the cross, you know, using, like, the gospel as the centrality, like, of your focus. As a Christian, I think that, I don't know, it's very profound and, you know, deep. I think that this concept is a little bit abstract. It's like, how do you deny yourself throughout the day? But, you know, God's also clear on, like, 
what you do after you die yourself, you follow him and you take up his cross and you go after him and not your own life. Yeah, and I think one thing in addition to that is that there's a clear um, difference between joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, joy comes from God, and it's like a deep-rooted joy that you get from following Him and having a relationship with Him and just living for Him. But the world like, is so focused on happiness, which is mm-hmm. so temporary. Mm-hmm. And the world is like, do what will make you happy for now. But then once that happiness starts to fade, find something else that will make you happy. And I think one really big thing with this that tends to go unnoticed is like, we're going to get jealous of what other people have. And so if someone has something you want, you're like, wow, that would really bring me some happiness. So then you go and you get what they have. And then after a while, it could be like a very, very short amount of happiness, or it could be happiness that lasts a little longer. But in the end, it's still going to fade. And when you get tired of whatever it was that brought you that temporary happiness, you're just going to move on to the next thing. And it's never fully satisfying. Whereas joy that comes from following God and having a relationship with God will provide that sustaining, fulfilling thing. Mm, That's That's really good. Do y'all have like a time in your life whenever you um, found yourself putting your satisfaction and joy and just everything around you and like how did that go yeah I feel like I've just recently gone through a season like that because when school started I started really putting my identity and my joy and like my grades and my performance and I realized that like that is so fleeting and the joy of that is so quick and so a lot of times I'd find myself disappointed because even if I got the grades that I wanted, then it still wouldn't be enough for me. And through that, God showed me multiple times that like only He can really satisfy that need and that we can only find joy in Him because everything that I've like tried to fill that like joy hole in my life with, it just doesn't fit. Yeah, that's good. Kind of going off of that, I, I feel like there's been times in my life where I try and like seek like happiness and like things that are fleeting like you said like hanging out with friends like doing things that I consider like fun and I think for me I kind of had to find a balance between like bad fun good fun and then separate the good fun into like things that are glorifying God and Mm -hmm. things that are I'm just pursuing for myself and I think that really plays into the part of like self-denial and this has also been like a really prominent theme in my life recently is when you're in like those good times and you're having fun like where are you putting your identity and like where's your joy found in because um like this summer I like went to camp and we were like talking about like how we draw near to God and like he's going to draw near to you and like kind of where your identity is and I think that after that I, I kind of started like focusing more on like what or who my identity my identity is like is it in my friends is it in school is it in family or is it in God and do all of those things fall after and so I think that like what you said Raina that's very important like um you know denying yourself and like putting your identity in Christ because you know like Mandy said you're gonna have continuous joy versus like fleeting happiness in your life so I guess that being said like 
I've had to definitely reassess things like all the time. It's I'm in a learning process right now, you know, life is. But, you know, where is like my joy and like my contentment and my identity and, and like how do I differentiate the good and the bad in my life and like sort those things out? Because I think a part of self-denial is also like filtering what you do. And like, um, like for me, like a practical application, like I turned off my explicits on Spotify because like those things weren't helping me like deny myself and like draw near to God because it's like, you know, what you take in, in the culture and society around you, like those things affect you a lot more than you give them credit for, which kind of sucks because we can take in a lot of really, really bad things around us because that's just our culture right now. And I think that self-denial is part of just like, filtering that and like just rejecting it yeah but yeah that that's pretty that's much. really good yeah for me mine's really similar to Raina I put a lot of like pressure on um my performance and that's on multiple scales but especially I've noticed it a lot on the volleyball court um it's like every play I'm just like stressing myself like trying to perform perfectly and I think it's a really good example of like life because we will never be perfect. Like we will always make mistakes. And so when we put so much pressure on not making those mistakes that when we do make those mistakes, then it's just way too damaging for us because of everything we've put into it. And so back to like the happiness joy situation on the volleyball court in a play, if I get a good hit, that happiness only lasts a few seconds because right after that play ends, there's another one. And if I make a mistake, then that happiness is gone. And I think that's just in life, like if we put so much pressure on how we're performing, whether it's in grades or around our friends socially or on a sports team, like the volleyball court that I'm talking about, um, it just, it never works out well because that happiness just, goes away so quickly that the only way we can actually truly be joyful is through like knowing we have to follow God rather than put pressure on how we perform mm. yeah. yeah that's good um I feel like for the person who's not a Christian and um who hasn't like experienced surrender to God self-denial is just some even and even for Christians self-denial is just this hard thing um and I think it takes prayer and um and you just have to realize that like ultimately our lives aren't about us and our lives aren't ours and someone could say well yes my life is mine i'm like breathing like i'm making decisions but ultimately like who's giving you that breath like um who is leading those decisions and if you're leading those decisions where are they, is it really taking you and um when you just let God be at the forefront and humble yourself and just approach or whenever you approach him with humility and admit that you can't do life on your own, he is going to come and walk with you and help you live in this like in, in denying yourself, you're going to be able to live a so much more satisfying and fulfilling life like we've been saying. But going off of that, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about pride because I feel like pride is something that stops so many of us from denying ourselves because we just feel like that we can live without God or um, that we're doing fine on our own or that we're just better than um, everyone around us. And that like pride ultimately is the root of a lot of hindrances 
of us pursuing God. So how do y'all think pride changes us and the way we live? I think that it can affect a lot more than just like you thinking you're better than like other people or like, you know, our like kind of mainstream idea of pride is like, oh, that person is like relishing in their like um, triumphs or like their, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like the things in life that like they think set them apart, but I think pride's much more than that. I think pride is like not having the hard conversation because you're uncomfortable or mm. like, um, I don't know. See, I, the words are escaping right now, but I think there's just pride is like a huge umbrella. And sometimes we only think about like the little like part that we know of, but I don't know. I think, I think that it can like really infest your life. I think for me, like pride was if I was hurt or like, I felt like, I don't know it's a strong word, but, like, betrayed, or, like, I was alone, instead of, like, speaking up for myself or confronting the conversation, I just wanted to act like everything was fine, and just go on with my life, and just try and make things work, and not really, like, that wasn't helping me, that wasn't helping people around me, and so I think that pride can, like, I guess in my life is, like, not doing the hard thing when Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable, so I think that's really important to like reach out and like I just know it takes a lot of prayer for me like it's been it's a process I'm still learning how to you know confront hard things head on and like deal with problems right in the moment and and like not let myself get in the way of that but yeah it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of time in the scripture because that's just the the tool that's given to us I think we should really utilize it but yeah that's what I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I think pride is just such a big issue because it's like our world today just classifies pride as just solely thinking too highly of yourself. Mm-hmm. And like I used to believe that for like the longest time. Someone would ask me, are you prideful? And I'd be like, heck no, like I'm not prideful at all. But that was because I was thinking too lowly of myself. And it's like you have to realize pride isn't just thinking too highly of yourself. It's like thinking of yourself, whether that's highly or Mm -hmm. lowly, Mm -hmm. and just connecting everything to yourself. And I think that's one thing we never really realize until it's pointed out to us because of just everything around us saying it's too highly of yourself. Um, And I think it's it's a really hard thing to do um, to address that we have pride issues. but honestly, I believe that pride is, like, the root cause of, like, almost all sins. Um, and that everything can be traced back to pride because it's just connecting everything to yourself. And we do it subconsciously without even realizing it. Like, um, I've been trying to work on identifying when I'm connecting things to myself. And there's for sure a lot of times that I miss it. But um, I think the first step is being able to identify when we're connecting things to ourselves, and like mm-hmm. immediately stop right where we are and take it to God and be like, God, I'm connecting things to myself right now. Help me with my pride. Like, give me some humbleness, please. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also connecting our connecting everything to ourselves can look like many different ways. Um, I think the like most common way would be comparison. Because, like, if you see just, like, this really pretty person walking down the hallway, 
of course you're going to think, wow, they're really pretty. Um, but pride comes in, and we don't even realize this is pride, but it comes in when we, we take that information, we're like, dang, if only I looked that pretty. Mm-hmm. Because we're taking their physical appearance, appearance, their beauty that has nothing to do with, with us, and we're connecting it to ourselves. And I don't think we even realize, like, three-fourths of the time that we're doing that. So I think that's the first step is being able to identify that. That's so good. Um, I... I, like, have this book by Timothy Keller. It's called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. Mm. 10 out of 10 recommend. I hate Great reading. Book. But literally, it's only a 30-minute read, and all of you that are listening to this that hate reading can read it. So, <laughs> um, but there's this quote that says that it is competitive, competitiveness that is at the very heart of pride. Mm. It says, pride gets no pleasure out of having something, only out of having more of it than the next person. We say that people are proud of being rich or clever or good-looking, but they are not. They are proud of being richer or cleverer or better-looking than others. If everyone else became equally rich or clever or good-looking, there would be nothing to be proud about. In other words, we are only proud of being more successful, more intelligent, or more good-looking than the next person. When we are in the presence of someone who is more successful, intelligent, and good-looking than we are, we lose all pleasure in what we had. That is because we really had no pleasure in it at all. We were proud of it. Love that book, 10 out of 10. Also, <laughs> Timothy Keller has a really good sermon on that. So if y'all need more tools, maybe I like a link to it. Um, yeah, I will. I'll link it in the description. We'll link the book too. Yeah. Amazon.com. <laughs> Anyways, what, kind of what, back to what Manny was saying. Like, that was good though. But, um, you know, she was talking about like when you are like connecting yourself to, to like, um, like to areas of pride, I think that kind of the converse of that is like humility is like the opposite of pride and like being humble and like thinking of yourself less and I was just thinking of this quote by C.S. Lewis and it's true humility is not thinking of yourself it is thinking of yourself less and I think that that is just kind of like I kind of go back to that like thought like kind of in the back of my mind when I like like Mandy and like comparing myself or like thinking of myself too much um because I think that that also plays like self-denial plays a lot into pride because when you are just like you know thinking of yourself less denying denying yourself giving yourself up to god like pride can't like really creep in mm-hmm. in that moment and that's good. yeah kind of comes full circle yeah <laughs> everything does because that's just how it's our Chris that's how christianity works that's how mm-hmm. god works that's how the bible works um and i love how things just like all connect really well but yeah. that was really good manny and i yeah. love that quote ellie that was good yeah that was really convicting, Mandy, because so often I just think of pride as just being like, oh, I'm really good at this. and But pride really gets in the way of like me encouraging others or being mm-hmm. able to like appreciate other people's gifts because whenever I see them being good at something, I'm like, oh, well, they're better than me, so I have to work better at that. And I think when I try to think of humility, then I just think of like, when someone gives me a compliment, being like, oh, no, like, that's so kind, but no, not really. But, like, honestly, it's kind of prideful to just yeah. be like, I'm not going to accept not a, a compliment. compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, this summer at camp, we had a sermon about pride and humility, and they said the same thing. Like, it's prideful to not um, take a compliment because you're just denying the gifts God gave you. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah oh, shoot, <laughs> because 
if you know me, like, someone comes to me, I'm like, oh, no. I can't do it. And if Blair's listening to this, you know, she barks, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But, you know, instead of saying, like, no, no, maybe we should, like, say thank you. Because, like, God God gifted us with these things. Mm -hmm. And for us to deny them, that's so prideful. Mm -hmm. And also, in that same sermon at camp, um, they were talking about how we make the gospel, we, or we put pride in the gospel when we make it about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about how when you say Jesus died for me, you can either say Jesus died for me or Jesus died for me. Like where is the emphasis on, emphasis on? Is it on yourself or is it on Jesus? Because ultimately like um, Jesus did come to die for you, but the gospel in itself is about the Lord. And we should be giving him the glory and the credit and not um, making the gospel just such a beautiful thing about ourselves. Like, it's about denying ourselves and giving God the credit and allowing him to work in our life um, and admitting that we can't do anything on our own. Mm, that's good. I think, um, like, that, something else playing into that, I think there's a difference between like pride in the gospel and like boasting in the gospel Mm -hmm. I think that like it's important to like you know boast in your faith because it's like that that's different from pride it's being like exuberant about it and like making that like your message like the gospel message but like having like pride in the gospel like Ellie said like that can just look like it's all about you and not about God and you're not like pointing the focus towards him and like what the ultimate goal is yeah that's good I think with the verse that we talked about with taking on your own cross then it's kind of become a common phrase to say like oh that's my cross to bear whenever something bad happens but that's not really like taking the context of the verse because just having bad things happen to you does not mean that you're bearing a cross like bearing your cross is an act of like act of obedience and it's saying no to yourself and saying yes to the spirit and I think so often we just take it to mean like oh it's just a bad thing and we really ignore that ignore that there's joy in that and that there is like benefits that come from that mm-hmm. so the last thing I want to talk about is like What would y'all say to the person listening to this who still feels like they don't want to deny themselves or give up control because they feel like it's just too hard and um, that they can't do it and they'll just have to like give up too many things? I think that that person, because I am that person sometimes, is, uh, I think that it's easy to think like, oh, wow, like, the Christian lifestyle is too hard. I don't want to live it. Like, I'm just going to give what I'm comfortable with giving and not give everything. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that person, you're you're trying to seek happiness and, like, your version of joy in, like, things that are fleeting and not God. And I'm just going to tell you straight off the bat that living, like, the life of a Christian and like living out the gospel is extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. There is just so many things that like Satan is going to try to hinder you constant, like spiritual warfare because it's, you know, we are never promised that this is going to be easy. And we were told that we're going to be persecuted here on earth, 
But I'm going to tell you this, that living out like self-denial and like giving up pride and surrendering yourself for God is ultimately so much more fulfilling mm-hmm. than anything this world has to offer. And I'm not trying to say this to be holier than thou. I'm saying this from my personal experience that like I like I got so tired of living for myself, like absolutely exhausted. And if you feel like that, I am praying for you because it's just not going to fulfill you in the end. And like only Christ can, only like like God and like the gospel can fill that void. So I guess my challenge is if you're feeling like oh, I don't want to give up this in my life or I'm too comfortable here, but I know, like, if you want to, like, change in that way, like, honestly, you can come and talk to any four of us. Yeah. But also just, just like, spend time in prayer. Like, we've yeah. talked about some really helpful scripture today. I'm sure Ellie can link it or, you know, have it in whatever bio there is. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just say, like, pray a lot about it and just pray for guidance. Um, you're never alone. And there's just a lot of, like, resources for you whether it's people or the gospel or like the bible um yeah that that's that's pretty much it that's really good i would say that if you're feeling discouraged and if you're feeling like it's too much i would say keep going because one of the things that satan attacks is your passion and if he doesn't want you to do something instead of taking away your ability to do it he can take away your passion for it and make you not want to do it and so I would say keep going and keep pressing on because it's not going to be easy, but I promise you it's so worth it because when you just give up and try to seek happiness, like Ainsley said, you're never going to be fulfilled because it's such a fleeting thing. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says it's like chasing the wind and you're not mm-hmm. going to catch it. And so, so keep on chasing joy. Good. That's, that's really good. good. Right yeah, that's really good. Um, I don't know. I definitely so often struggle with denying myself and just taking everything to God. And so I think one thing you have to ask yourself is like, they've already like really covered this, but ask yourself, are you um, chasing happiness that's um, just masquerading as joy that will Mm -hmm. eventually fade? Mm -hmm. Because the Mm -hmm. only way you can truly get joy is by like taking everything to God. So are you getting tricked by Satan that the happiness you have right now is joy. Yeah. I think I kind of like also touched on this earlier, but it's like, I'd also say, look at things in a bigger picture and like start filtering in your life. Because like, like Mandy said, there are going to be things that you think are joy, but they're just masked to look like that. And they're, they're like plots from Satan to just hinder your, um, relationship with God. And I would just challenge like all you listeners to just look at your life and start filtering things and assessing things and like I don't know don't just do that like once a year like do that all the time and like make sure that you're not letting things slip through the crack or you're not there's areas in your life where you're like letting Satan creep in because I'm not saying this to sound better than everyone else because I struggle with this a lot like I can be very tempted by like sin and like I can like allow it to creep in so my challenge is just Filter that, assess where you're at, and, like, ask God to just come in and, like, take that away and, you know, instill his desire to, for you to follow after him. But, yeah, that's it. And I would say that, like, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. Mm -hmm. And 
like growing up in the church, you know, they make you like sing the song about the fruits of the spirit. But like when you really think about what that is, that's like one of the side effects, like one of the benefits that you receive from having the spirit living within you. And when you choose to follow Jesus and when you like give your life to him, then you receive the Holy Spirit and he's living inside of you. So if you're truly like following Christ and if you're truly seeking him, then joy should come with that because the spirit is joy and that's just what he is. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I was just going to read First Timothy 6, 12 to close us out. This is in the Passion Translation, but it says, So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hands upon eternal life, for this is your calling. Celebrate in faith before the multitude of witnesses. I think that's just like so powerful because it says that we're going to have to fight with faith. Um, like, honestly, our Christianity is a fight. And mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to fight against the schemes of the enemy. And he's going to try to attack you. Like what Raina was saying earlier, he's going to try to attack your passion. That's just so good and so convicting for me. Um, but just keep fighting. Like, whenever you can't feel the Lord, just keep like rowing the boat and pursuing him because he's going to meet you and even if you can't feel him there with you in that moment like he is drawing near to he promises in um james 4 8 that if you draw near to him he'll draw near to you and um i just that's my prayer for us that we would draw near to the lord and just surrender to him because we ultimately cannot do cannot do anything on our own and he's the one thing in our life that's worth living for and um so yeah that's all that i wanted to say but man thank you all so much for talking today because i don't know i feel really convicted i don't know if y'all feel convicted but i'm just full of that joy for the lord that we've been talking about the whole time and um realizing that surrender is just so important but yeah anyways Thank you all so much for listening, (laughs) and I'll see you all soon. Bye, guys. Bye.